I'm no longer bound, I'm no longer chained, I'm no longer captive, no longer restrained. Delivered, set free, and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Welcome, everybody, to Be the Light. This is Pastor Zakir Robinson. In this show, I have Janine Flanders, and we talk about fashion. That's right, fashion. How can you get the best out of what you already have? Also, she touched on some heartwarming things such as miscarriage and also being a military wife. And so if you can relate, please tune in because this is a show you don't want to miss. My name is Frida. Frida. Welcome, everybody, to Be The Light. This is Pastor Zakir Robinson, and I am with Janine Flanders today. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. So... I wanted to bring Janine on because I've known her for about, how many years have we known each other? About four years, probably? Four? No, <laughs> yeah. it's more like 40. No, it's like, it's, it's a long time. At yeah. least 10 years, I feel like. It's been have that been long. That? Goodness, oh my goodness, it's been a while. And so um, I wanted to bring her on because you're talking about someone's hands who's in everything, you know, everything positive. <laughs> so she's she does hair, which by the way, she's not taking extra clients. Put that out there. <laughs> she also has her own YouTube. She also... Um, is a fashionist. Is that what you want to call it? Like a fashionist? Yeah. Okay. Fashion influencing. Yes. And I definitely want to get into that because I heard a story that um, I saw an interview that you did with another lady and there was some background about that that I didn't know of. I just uh, thought that you were just like, oh yeah, I like fashion. So I just want to do fashion. But there's actually a backstory to that. And then also she's a wife. She's also a mother. And then you also sing. Are you still on the singing on, on choir? No, because I changed churches. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give myself a little time and then I'll jump back into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so she has a, a variety of um, things that she does that she's really good with. And then at one point in time, she was teaching as well. I'm not sure if you're still doing that right now. But um, so let's just kind of get into it. Um, one of the things I did want to talk to you about was your fashion. Okay. Because I'm not going to lie. There has been times where I was trying to put something together. I was like, okay, let me go to Janine's page. Oh, good. <laughs> then it's working. <laughs> it is working. Um, I forget it was like a photo shoot that I did I'm gonna have to show you the picture but I got the idea off of your your, your nice. page or Instagram nice. and so let's talk about that what made you get into fashion um I do like fashion so your first thing was right I always have wanted to be in fashion even as a little kid mm -hmm. I was like I'm gonna grow up and be a model then I realized like I was never gonna be tall enough to be a model <laughs> so that wasn't gonna work for me and so one of the things that kind of got me doing it as, a, as an adult is just watching social media mm -hmm. and I was like I feel like God is not represented enough in this industry mm -hmm. and I want to be an example to people I really believe that scripture where it's like the older should teach the younger and mm -hmm. I think most of that most of that is not with your words but it's by example yes and so I was like I need to be in that industry and then even as I started getting into the industry more I was start watching fashion shows and runway shows and I'm like there's not that many Christian brands that are big it's and not. if we want to have influence in a market that every single person uses which mm -hmm. is fashion every single person in the world uses fashion right. and if we want to have that influence why we need to be a part of that industry Absolutely. and so I've been still I'm still praying about God to enlarge my territory and increase me in that industry and mm -hmm. make an impact there and just reach people I don't think I hear a lot of people complaining <laughs> about how people dressed and all that kind of stuff which is okay but to me you were complaining but we're not there 
Yeah, not put, not trying to fix the solution. Not basically. fixing the solution, yeah. and that's not to me acceptable. And I'm yeah. like, until you do something, you probably should just love on people and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do want to mention your clo- like your style is very modest, modest in fashion. Like you don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen you wear something that was just like, oh my goodness, what did she got on? It was just like, oh man, that's nice. I would have mm-hmm. never thought to put those pieces together. Yeah. And um, one of the things that you also is like you would have like one, maybe two pieces. And then like rotate those things with different juries, different shoes, mm-hmm. different um, purses and accessories. And it's like she made this look like a whole new outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Many people can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a reason behind that, though. I feel like I understand fast fashion. Fast fashion is basically people, the fashion industry put something out. They need people to buy it so they can keep in business. Right. But I do feel like we're supposed to be good stewards. Amen. <laughs> of our money. So we can't always buy every little thing. Yeah. And so you need to know how to get the most use out of your pieces. And I just think that's just like understanding to have understanding how to have a good financial habits, I guess. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm working on that. So it's a balance. <laughs> you look good. I'm definitely working on it because um there's been times where I'm like, man, I wish I can go buy something new, but I can't right now. So let yeah. me just try to mitch max some things. Um, especially Which is what you probably should do because I'm sure you have enough clothes. <laughs> yeah, ask my husband, my kids. They say, "How you got this big closet?" And he's get this little, <laughs> this little little piece of closet. It, that, it's just like because that's just a woman's thing. You want to understand? <laughs> that is true. That is true. And so um, let's talk about your journey because um, you already said you've always been into Christ. You've always been, you know, a believer. And so, what was some of the things that you experienced along your way that was mm. like? Okay, this shook my faith, but I'm still going to stand firm. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with when I became a Christian in my mind, (laughs) which is really young. I probably was like four or five years old, Mm -hmm. and I was watching TBN, which is the, um, what is that, Trinity Broadcasting Network at the time. I don't remember it, but. (laughs) It's just Christian TV. Okay. And since then, I've heard people say negative things and uh, and positive things about it, but Mm -hmm. I really feel like. For me, you mm-hmm. just don't know how things influence people. So yeah. you know, shouldn't put your mouth on everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember That's like, like a pet peeve of yours, right? What? Don't put your mouth on it if you can't. <laughs> well, yeah. It or- <laughs> yeah, if you Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I didn't know that about myself, but yeah, I guess so. And so um I know my mom would watch the Trinity Broadcasting Network mm-hmm. from time to time. And when she did that, I was then watch along with her i'm like four and five year old so i remember one time i think jan crouch at the time was saying a prayer for salvation and she was like put your hand on the tv just like talking to the people in the room and i was like oh i can do that and i put my hand on the tv and i asked god to come into my heart and i remember even at like five years old i was serious about it yeah and i stayed serious about it Mm. For years, it had to be at least five because my parents had just finished getting a divorce. Mm. And I, probably that's why it was so impactful, because when you get a divorce, your life's shaking for the child. Yeah. yeah. And it was it's like not just the parents, it's the kids. Yeah. yeah. And I probably think in me knowing now as a parent, I remember how young my children are when they when I was like, they really know what's going on. And it was mm-hmm. around that age. Right. And yeah. so I really think that that was probably something that I like grounded myself to at that age mm-hmm. and then I had a Christian mom so I had a parent who could support me with that as well yeah absolutely but 
Over time, I remember telling my mom about 13. I'm like, man, I would watch interviews like this. And I'm like, everybody has it so hard. I've been through nothing. <laughs> and my mom like, keep on living. <laughs> it's going to hit you. <laughs> and she was right. And I feel like I started having little things happen around college. But the most, I guess, impactful thing since you've known me mm-hmm. was miscarriages. Yeah. So when I was... 33 that's when I got married so I took my time with that apparently (laughs) (laughs) no that's actually pretty good so you don't have to do it twice (laughs) Mm -mm. nope and I was I think I got pregnant on the wedding night I was one of those people (laughs) and so I started off everything going good and about mm, four months later I was miscarrying wow and that was a start for our marriage and a start for just having kids in general Outside of the kids my husband had previously. Right. So that was like a big, big shock to both things for me. So I had to learn how to like not, what is it, be overly negative Mm -hmm. and put too much on my husband. Right. But also how to recover from a miscarriage. And that was... I was depressed. I don't know if I did a great job at it. (laughs) It was a depressing thing. I say from what I've seen, just from the, the ones that I've seen you go through... I've noticed some strength. Like, I don't see how a person can go through a miscarriage and then go back to work the next week. Like, you were like, I got to. I just got to keep my keep my mind off yeah. of it. Um, and so we're going to get to that point. But after, okay, so you got married, then got pregnant, then a miscarriage. But I didn't do that the first miscarriage. I didn't go back to work okay. the next week. I sat there on the couch wow. for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that. Yeah. And then... The second one happened very close to the first one, maybe within a year. And that was because after losing that first child, I was like, I, I didn't even want to get pregnant before then. But after that, I was like, I need to get pregnant. Almost yeah. like, almost like, I don't know, compulsively. Yeah. And I did. But then we lost that one. Then you knew me at the third one. Mm, yeah. And on the third pregnancy, I just looked at it different. I just looked at it like, OK, God, if you want me to be pregnant, If you don't, it's fine. I didn't think that pregnancy was going to last because I had COVID around the time of conception. Yeah. And I remember feeling so sick. And I was like, I don't know if a baby can make it through this. Yeah. I just was hopeful. And I stayed pregnant for a while. But when they did the um, whatever they do, ultrasound, ultrasound, Mm -hmm. they could see that the baby died around the time I had COVID. Wow. How far were you then? At that time, I think the baby died around like six weeks, so pretty early on. Yeah. But the I didn't actually miscarry till like twelve weeks. Wow! Yeah. So I was like, whole looking pregnant. If yeah. you like, they tested everything. I'm still looking pregnant. So yeah. I was holding a baby, and then once I knew like the baby was dead, to me the hardest part was walking around knowing that there's a child that's not alive in you, and you're just waiting. Wow. That was yeah. that was not that was not yeah. it. Yeah. So those were the hardest things. And And that was the last one, right? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And but my trust in God just grew mm. through like time time and time and time again. I remember when I was like fourteen, mm-hmm. I made this commitment to God because I heard preachers say, People don't praise God through the bad times. Y'all just wait for the good times. And <laughs> right, I was like, right. That's true. I don't want to be one of those people. So I said, God, I'm going to praise you 
through, through the bad, bad times. And, yeah. I, and I'm glad that I said that to myself when I was that young. Because since then, any time that stuff has come up, I'm like, I said I yeah. would do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, I'm mad right now at you. <laughs> but I'm going to do this. <laughs> right. And I just believe that he is holds all power and he mm-hmm. holds all authority. And I know that a lot of times we're angry with God for things that happen in our life. Yeah, but the fact is, the fact that we even have a life is what's his control. Mm-hmm. And he has authority. And I really just believe in him being Lord of your life mm-hmm. and in charge of your life. And so if that's the case, if I truly believe that, yeah. then anything that happens He's it's in his plan is under his control. Yeah, I do have a question. Do you think that going through all of those miscarriages like strengthens your marriage or because, you know, for some people, they end up getting divorces after that. So what kept y'all's marriage together? After all of those different miscarriages, I don't think the first two strengthened the marriage. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) I think that. um, I think that what kept our marriage together is that we both had our own relationship with God. Amen. Yeah. I don't think it was. I think that was it. I think Mm -hmm. my husband himself has his own commitment to God and what Mm -hmm. he feels is right and how he should treat me just as a Christian man. And I think that's what really kept it together. And then I had mine. And of course, that and I think therapy. Okay, that's good. I'm glad you said that because there's a lot of people that's going through things and they refuse to seek help. Um, You know, I was one of those people, though. So what softened you? (laughs) Like, what was it for you? It was like, okay, I'm going to go get this. Honestly, a YouTuber. I was my husband was like, you you should go to therapy. He went to therapy (laughs) way before I did. But I grew up in that era where therapy was like looked down upon and frowned upon. And everybody I knew was like that. So yeah. I was like, go ahead if you want to. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm, no, not. I'm, no, I'm like one of the first ones is like, you know what? Do I, is there something wrong with me? Do I need to go get help? And, you know, me, my type of well, therapy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to go see a pastor <laughs> to go get my my issues worked out. Um, but I know early on for me, um, I never experienced anything like that. But just a person who went through divorce and all yeah. the trauma that comes behind it, I was just like, okay. I didn't realize I needed therapy until I got married again. And then that's when I was like, yeah, I got a lot of issues. Yeah. <laughs> these these marriage problems is not because of him. It's because of me. And so um, I was. I, I actually I, went to therapy for a whole different reason, though. Not because yeah. anything was wrong. I watched this girl. Her name was Stacy Flowers on mm-hmm. YouTube. So if you want to find her, you can. But she was talking about going to therapy to cope with success. And I was like. <laughs> People go to therapy for social <laughs> success. And she kept saying, like, the more I went to therapy, the better I became as a person and the more That's I was true. able to handle you can work stuff. Out your issues. And yeah. I was like, well, I don't at the time, nothing was wrong. And I was like, I'm going to go for to grow as a person. Yeah. And that's what made me go. It wasn't even anything wrong, wrong with me. Yeah. After that, my husband deployed and I was like, okay, I need to go. I remember And then that. it was COVID. I'm like, I really need to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. that Cause he went off to the military. Um, she is a, cause he's no longer active though, right? He's active. Oh, so he could go again if they asked mm-hmm. him to. Wow. So mm-hmm. military wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. How is that? Let's talk about military wife. How, how is that life when he had left? Like what was some, I know one of the things I was getting ready to ask what some of the things you did, but you started a magazine. 
I did. Yeah. That was before he left, though. Okay. And then I stopped at COVID because you had to um, interview people. And it's very hard to interview people you can't be near. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was wondering what happened to that. I could have went online, but you I just... want to. Yeah. I don't okay. want to. Are you going to start it back up? I wouldn't do that. But I, like I said, I would do like a podcast, maybe. Okay. All like right. some other way of interviewing, because that was my like favorite part of doing the whole yeah. magazine because it, it came well, it was fashion it was like a fashion mm-hmm. magazine yeah um that was it's very inspiring to see like someone take something from like scratch and just build it you know yeah. you, and that's what you what you do you take something from scratch and then you build it and then stretch it um and so yeah. w- thinking back now on everything that you have been through what would be like some of the best advice that you would give someone that's like went through the things or going actually going through some of the things that you that you went through concerning military wife concerning um, miscarriage and faith okay well you said what was the hardest part i'm gonna go back to your other question of okay. being a military wife yes and for me i also dealt with like fibromyalgia oh that's right and yeah. so what the hardest part for me was the dealing with pain mm-hmm. and doing it by myself yeah because I pretty I think I'm pretty independent, but I you don't realize how many other little things that your spouse does for you mm-hmm. and you're not like paying attention to it. Yeah. If you're if I was tired, it's like a meal appeared. It didn't like magically <laughs> appear, but <laughs> it kind of feels like it. <laughs> right. Or the garbage gets taken out and you're like, oh, yeah. it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but with him, I just realized like this is like how much I really needed him needed him yeah and how much i didn't have him and then i was alone mm-hmm. for a while and i that was like 2019 2020 and i'm not like a big news person i'm like yeah. a five to ten minutes news person <laughs> a day but in those five to you ten minutes i was like uh there's something going wrong in china uh <laughs> that was way before covid like i knew about covid before most people because i would like listening to global news okay and i was like "Ooh, what's going on by myself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was i think that was the most stressful part of it just like being alone and mm-hmm. we have um uh two children right through I've married into having two children because I wasn't able to have, but then I wasn't able to see them as much. Right. So that part was hard as well. Yeah. And right now he's a fireman. So it's like, he's still not there all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think, which is not necessarily a bad thing because you get to do things your way. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think that you have to be comfortable with being by yourself. Yeah. And handling things by yourself. And then also when the person comes back, being comfortable giving up the lead. How is that? Because you, you have a strong personality. How is that going? Is it easy to give up the lead for you? I don't know if it's easy, mm-hmm. but it, it's necessary <laughs> because he's the head of the household. And if I don't ever want him to feel like I'm parenting him, too, yeah, cause you hear because I didn't that. step back. Yeah. Yeah. And so you hear a lot of that. Well, wives are controlling the husbands. And even as me being a wife, I have to because I have a strong personality. So I have to OK, back it down, you know, and mm-hmm. then my husband, he's not he don't have that. Um, he's not that 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 like lion, you know, like the person is going to attack, you know, he's just more like, OK, I'm laid back. You know, if yeah. you're going to do it. Do it your way. Then, you know, he's one of them laid back people where he's not going to argue with you. Yeah. And so my husband won't argue with you, but he's used to following orders and like yeah. hierarchy and all that kind of stuff. 
So he means what he says. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you know how to put his foot down. (laughs) And so um, what are you currently doing now? And obviously, obviously, I know you're doing um, that you're doing fashion Mm -hmm. and then you're doing hair. What else do you have going on? What is the upcoming plans that you have planned? That's really it. Okay. Like I'm not what I would like to do, honestly, is work my way out of doing hair and mm. fully do fashion. Wow. And I've been like praying about it because I've been, like I told you, watching runway shows. And I'm sometimes, and this might sound deep, but sometimes when you're watching these fashion shows, it's like a spirit of death or a spirit of depression mm-hmm. on the runway. And you can mm-hmm. just see it. And you're like, these are the people who are making all the decisions for what everyone in mm-hmm. the world is wearing right now. Yeah. And not only wearing, but um, they make things popular. They yeah. make things important. So they they start it starts um, permeating into politics and religion mm-hmm. and women's health and all so many different other areas. And you're yeah. like, oh, that's just a clothes, but there's marketing there and there's yeah. people seeing eyes on things there. Yeah, I need there. To stop it but, was some, it was something that you mentioned in your last interview. Um, you was talking about like. Tell me if I'm wrong, but you were talking about something like how like it was kids that that you kind of got into it as well because of like people not being able to have enough. And, you know, some people grew up in poverty. I don't know if it was you that grew up that way, but um, it was a piece in your interview um, where you were trying to shed light on like people who didn't have and you wanted to kind of like influence them on different things that they can do with the wardrobe that they had. Yeah, that was part of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's also like I said, you need to learn how to use one thing multiple yeah. different ways. And I don't know if int- I went about it completely that way, but I do think that I don't remember the part of the interview you saw, but I do know that for me, I didn't grow up with a lot. Me either. <laughs> I didn't grow yeah. up with two pair of shoes for the year, and you better keep them things clean. If your feet didn't get bigger, you would not be getting a new pair of shoes. <laughs> That's a lot of people. <laughs> I didn't have that experience though because I was um I was. I was a hustler, so I would <laughs> sell candy and make money and do what I had to do. Yeah. I'm buy my clothes, but yeah, my mom was like, two pair. Here's the white out to white your shoes out if they're oh. if they're dirty. Yeah, <laughs> and you clean them and white it out. Well, my mom, when she left my dad, yeah. she had to leave. It was like a okay, today to. is the day yeah. <laughs> we gotta go. And my dad was a good guy, but it was just the environment wasn't the right environment. Right, and she, when she did that. She found herself living with her a friend mm. with two kids and maybe like a thousand dollars to her name, and I think her friend was the one who gave her the thousand dollars. Wow! <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to make that split and second so, decision. I remember that just being like a stressful period for all of us. Yeah, for all of us, it was an adjustment. Yeah, and we didn't yeah. have a real place to live yeah. for like a month. Yeah. And then I think her friend, who has passed since then, but gave her that money that was a down payment on the house we like grew up in yeah is that the house you're at now no 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 no. this is in miami oh okay oh miami okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so her friend gave her that down payment on that house and my mom she's a teacher Mm -hmm. but from that point on she just was like trying to figure out how to be a mom and there was a period of time where like all our clothes were from goodwill and all that kind of stuff and i was just like not loving this, but <laughs> <laughs> especially not your mind because you're already thinking about fashion. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but I did go with it, and my mom could sew, so she would like 
doctor things up and make it a little bit better (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. And she taught me about quality and all that kind of stuff. So it does, it did help. Mm -hmm. But from that point on, I, I feel like there was a period from elementary to middle school where Mm -hmm. she was just really like, just trying to make it. Yeah. And then from middle school to high school, it's like when everything kind of landed. And right now she's like, lives in a, what we would call like an upper class neighborhood. So she's, it's like, She's done a complete turnaround. She yeah. she herself is a, a is a success story. Yeah. But from that point, I I know how it is to be the kid who just doesn't wants to look for it better. Mm-hmm. And then I worked in makeup over time, and then I would find women coming into the store, and they're like looking a mess, and they're like, "It's because I'm a mother and I have <laughs> kids." And I'm like, no, there's a way that you take care of yourself even as a mom. Mm -hmm. And like, I felt like there's just such a need to build people up and build Mm -hmm. up their confidence in that area. And a lot of people, because I've done hair and I did personal training and I did fashion. So those are all like image image industries. Mm -hmm. People think like I'm really into image, but I'm really into the person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I know that if you can kind of build up this person, Mm -hmm. Even if you do it on the outside, that they're more empowered to start walking in their purpose and walking mm-hmm. in their calling, which is what I'm really about. Yeah. I want you to be cute on the outside. If that's the thing that makes you go handle yeah. your business that God's called you to. Yeah, I say it does make you feel different. Um, even <clears throat> I know for myself, you know, when there was moments where I was down, it's like, you know, if I can just go get pampered a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. It'll it uplift me in some sense and even get myself looking decent, you know, do my hair, put a little eyeliner, a little yeah. makeup or something on. Um, It does change the way that you feel on the outside. But even though it may not do nothing on the inside, but at least you're trying because, um, yeah. you know, I was a mother, a single mom for what, what, three boys at that time. And, you know. It was it was rough, <laughs> you know, stepping outside of a marriage. And now you're trying to do your you know, you got to make your own bills, own money. You got to pay for everything in the house, groceries, food. Thank goodness for food stamps at the time, because, yes, I reap those. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was one bill I didn't have to worry about. But then it comes to the all the bills then the kids. And just something. the energy. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I went without a lot of times because it was things that they needed. And it was like, well, I can't buy myself nothing. It, it has to go towards them. Yeah. And so, um. There was some depressing days, you know, yeah. you wanting something you can't get. But then at the same time, I think that we are a lot of us have been accustomed to just, oh, I just need to go get something new. When really, well, how about you just go inside your closet and see what you have? Yeah. And, and there's the other side of that. Over time, I decided, OK, when I could afford more stuff. Then I see a tr- problem with like people's mindsets where like they can afford it, but they don't give themselves the space to have it. Mm-hmm. And that's like that poverty mindset, like mm-hmm. creeping in there. And yeah. I, but I see when people do that with just simple stuff like clothes and stuff mm-hmm. all that time, I, they do the same thing with their life. They just don't like step into areas that they could walk in yeah. too easily. I remember someone said the acronym from poor is passing over opportunities repeatedly. Mm. And I'm like, but that poor mindset starts in here, like thinking this is not for you. That is not for me. And so clothing is a very simple way of saying this is for you. Yeah. And it does change your mindset because you can tell if someone's having a bad day when they like look rough and come out the house and they normally don't do that. You can tell just like coming out the house looking like that. (laughs) (laughs) And even that is like a value thing, because when you start valuing yourself, 
you know this, you exercise more, yeah. you eat better, mm-hmm. you see the doctor more, you take care of your parents. Yep. All of that kind of goes together. And so for me, I'm like, I know God's caused me to help people raise their value mm-hmm. or just not even raise their value. See themselves how he sees them. I like that. Yeah. You know, that's why people have to really find out what their calling is. Mm-hmm. Because within their calling of what they like to do, it's really for someone else. Like mm-hmm. you you got the gifting of being able to um, dress. Okay, that's a gift and everybody can't do that. <laughs> Not even if they try. <laughs> um, to do hair, to do makeup. And that, that builds people's images. It builds them of who they are. Because a lot of times we're looking at the people on the magazines. We're looking at the airbrush people. We're looking at the people on YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I wish I could look like that. But you know, you, you can, mm-hmm. you know, but also don't don't let it to devalue either, because mm-hmm. a lot of people, they put the makeup, the hair and all of this stuff in to cover up who they really are when really the stuff should be enhancing you. It should not be overpowering you, yeah. overtaking you. That's why I named it um, Chic Confidence, because I was like, there's a two. You need to be built up on the outside, but mm-hmm. you the confidence you need to come on from the inside. Yeah, definitely. And I'm hoping that if people like follow my journey enough, they learn that. It's not really confidence. It's like confidence. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm like getting it from him and he's strengthening me. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people say, you're confident and all that. And I just really like, I really just depend on God. Yeah. Amen. And so how can people find your YouTube? Your, are you, are you on um, TikTok? I don't think so. Yeah, are I just you? recently gone on it. Okay. I, must say, I thought I saw you on there. How can people find you? Let's just put, put all your platforms out there where you wouldn't mind people looking up. For, well, I'm on what YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, recently TikTok, and it's Chic Confidence and Chic. I'm gonna spell it because it doesn't start with an S. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. C H I C. Okay. And confidence, I hope you know how to spell. Okay. <laughs> and if not, there's a dictionary and it's called also Hey Siri. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's true. And look, it, it definitely picked up. So let me not. Um. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> and so, um, any, anything else you want to share with the people um, that is on your mind right now? Mm, give me, oh, yeah. I watched this show called The School of Greatness on YouTube, and it's a podcast, really, that they interview like people who are the greatest in their fields okay. in whatever industry there is. And he always asks people what their closing remarks would be um, or what makes people great or something like that. And I'm always like, if I ever get on this show, I'm going to have an answer. But I'm on your show, so, <laughs> so I'm going to answer that. And I feel told students this when I was teaching. I think like what makes you really great is being kind. I'm like, everything works better when you're kind. Yeah. I remember telling a kid, like when you're breaking out, you're popping a pimple and then you get a scar and it gets worse and it causes more pimple. But what if you were kind to yourself? Yeah. It would heal over. Mm. You'd have that journey. You'll still have that roughness, but it'll heal over yeah. and it will be better. And like everything is like that in life. It yeah. all works better when you're kind. So you mm-hmm. start being kind to yourself. Yeah. Um, the second thing I would say is watch your words, which we talked about a lot. But watch what you speak to yourself. Watch what you allow yourself to think. I think like maybe about five to six years ago now, I told myself I'm never going to say a negative word to myself again. Yeah, because those words hold power. They Life hold and death power. is in the tongue. Words are so powerful. It is. 
and you believe them yeah. <laughs> and then you act on them. Yeah. And so I stopped saying negative words about myself. And I think that was when really people started telling me how confident I am. Mm. And I don't know if I was confident right away. I think mm-hmm. it caught up with it. But you can't be speaking negatively over your life. Mm-hmm. And if I'm my third thing I'm going to say is <laughs> dream. Like dream really, really, really big. Yeah. And think more is for you than you thought the day before. Yeah. Because we are so limiting. And I, I feel like even myself, I feel, I can tell the times I've limited myself with how I thought about myself. And then mm-hmm. I realized, oh, this is for me. Example, I told myself this year, I'm like, from now on, I'm only buying quality stuff, which is hard because there's a lot of cute stuff in the world that is cheap. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, I'm only going to buy things that are good quality, not necessarily expensive, but high quality. Mm -hmm. And so I started following luxury designers. uh, And I've had bought luxury stuff before, but I really just, it was just like I walked. It lasts longer too. Some stuff does. Not every, not, not all the stuff, but a lot of stuff does. Yeah. And so I started following all these luxury designers. Part of it was just to learn more about the fashion industry. The other part was like I said, quality stuff. I need to right. know what this stuff is. And now, like I went to buy a pair of shoes. They're just some like red leather sandal heels. You can buy red leather sandal heels for like $100, $200 in most places. These shoes retail for $675, Ooh. which I personally wasn't buying $600 shoes <laughs> on a regular basis. <laughs> and I before I wouldn't even look at it, and I kind of was following that designer, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the shoes went on sale. When they went on sale, they went on sale for like $94 or something oh, wow. from $675. And, but... The lesson in that was like most of the time, like most people, I would have counted myself out because mm-hmm. I would have said that's not for me. And I yeah. feel like a lot of times we don't walk through the doors that we're supposed to because we count ourselves out mm-hmm. of things that are actually for us. We just yes. don't know how to, our way in. Yeah. And so I feel like if God spoke something in your heart and you have a dream or anything like that, you go ahead and you start walking towards it. Mm-hmm. And just trust him to open the doors as he sees fit. Yeah, it's like, um, think big. Because a lot of times, like you were saying, we limit ourselves to what we think we should have. Mm-hmm. But God is like, hey, do you not know I have all of this over here for you? Right. It's just waiting for you to just step into it. But we're like, oh, I can't have that. I can't afford it. I don't have the credit score. I don't have the bank account. I don't have this. But it's like. When God says yes, that thing is for you, it's going to be for you. And it's not just about fashion. It's about house. It's about marriage. Yeah. It's about a career. It. It's about whatever whatever you're sitting here praying for God to open the door to. Stop limiting yourself mm-hmm. and expect big. And then a lot of times we, what, what tends to happen is we go off of the negative um, words that was spoken to us. Oh, you're never going to be nothing. You know, you're never going to amount to anything. You can't have those things, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you leave relationships. Um, mm-hmm. But Space yourself away from yeah, those people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But those words, like you're saying, the words are powerful, powerful that that sticks in you to where you start limiting to limiting yourself, even, even though the door is open. Mm-hmm. It's like the door is open. But oh yeah, I can't do that. Oh, I'm never going to mount to this. Oh yeah. yeah, 
And it's like, no, you have to think outside of the box. I just built this curriculum, which I'm so happy that I finally finished. It took about two and a half months to do. It's a 31 day challenge. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's a 31 day challenge and it's helping people build themselves. So they're working on things that makes them um, stressed, anxiety, depression, um, insecurities. It's working on every aspect of that person to help build them. Mm -hmm. And it's like within that within this curriculum the negative words is what they have to do is they have to see what god's word says about those negative words and they have to change the thinking um and so even within myself you know i have to do that from time to time like okay like hold on these isn't my thoughts these isn't god's thoughts this is Mm -hmm. the thoughts from the enemy what does god's word say about this situation Mm -hmm. and then when you start to play what god's word says yes you may have to read about four five six seven times (laughs) but i mean jesus did it i was just this morning What's that thing where Jesus was on the mountain and the devil comes to him like yes, three times? T- trying to tempt him, yeah. And he, the way he teaches us how to respond through how he responded. And he, he was like, he gave his word. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, that's funny that Jesus is giving scripture because he could be like, <laughs> man, you better go. Like, <laughs> I know God. I'm, I am God. Like, <laughs> right. But he didn't respond that way. He mm-hmm. responded through the word. He anchored himself through the word. Yep. And that's what you're talking about. Yep, absolutely. He is the example and that's the example that we should follow and so um thank you so much for coming on to the show this was fun um everyone this is janine flanders and again i'm going to put all of her information inside of the um, bio so if you would like to be able to look her up everything will be there and by any chance if you was not able to hear the beginning of this show and you're like man i really wish i would have been able to hear this show i want you to hop over to my youtube zakia robinson and you'll be able to listen to it not just listen to it but actually view it view the footage of us recording this and so i hope everyone be blessed and we will see you on the next show i'm no longer bound i'm no longer chained i'm no longer captive no longer restrained delivered set free and free to be me let me introduce myself thank you so much for tuning in to be the light if you are looking for a life coach or maybe you're looking for some inner healing, please visit BeTheLight.Live. Again, that is BeTheLight.Live. And you can also follow us on YouTube for a replay of this show at Zakia Robinson. Be blessed. My name is Freedom.